0: It's good to see you today, People's Church. I want to welcome those watching online as well around the world. And we're in a series called I Quit. And I want to talk to you today about I quit going to church. I quit going to church. I want to teach today from Psalms chapter 92, verse number 12 through 14. We're going to unpack those verses there in Psalms 92, verse 12 through 14. The Bible says... The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Now now the question is why? Why do they flourish? Why do they grow like a cedar of Lebanon? Here's why, verse 13. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh, and green i want you to understand that there are benefits to being planted in god's house now not just coming to church but being planted in the house of the lord there are there are benefits and you have to understand that there is a difference from just coming to church or going to church and being planted in the house of of the Lord, the Bible compares it to a, a a palm tree or a cedar tree, and and both of those grow because the seed gets planted in in the soil. the The palm tree, the the cedar tree, would never grow if the seed just set on top of the soil. That that little seed has so much potential inside of it, but the potential will not come out of that seed unless it's planted in the soil and the moisture. Gets there and the roots grow deep, and that, that that little seed begins to reach its potential. It's the same way with the follower of Christ. A follower of Christ who just sits in the church, who just comes to church and sits on top of the soul, they never grow to their full potential. The way that we grow to our full potential is when we get planted in the house of the Lord. And what I want to talk to you about today is being planted in god's house some of you the declaration that you need to make by the end of this experience is i quit going to church and i'm going to get planted in god's house the first benefit that i want to point out to you from these verses of scripture i read to you number one is this people who are planted flourish they flourish Notice in Psalms 92 and verse number 12, it says the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will flourish. I, I, I did a little word study this week. That that word means there in the Hebrew to thrive or, or increase. I, I like what it said there as I was studying it. It says like, like a bird would spread its wings and, and fly, that, that they thrive. They flourish like a palm tree. Verse 13 says they will flourish in the courts of our God. You see, a palm tree can flourish in all types of conditions. A palm tree can flourish in the cold. It can flourish in the hot. It can even flourish in the desert. A palm tree can can even flourish during a hurricane storm. And we hear frequently of the Hurricane storms that happen down south in places like Florida, and and, and I, I learned some things about the palm tree this week as I was studying. The uh, it, it, I learned that the palm tree in the middle of a hurricane storm. I mean, it could be an F5 hurricane. The winds are blowing strong. Everything is being destroyed. Houses are being destroyed. Trees are being destroyed. Uh, uh, plants and vegetations are being destroyed. And yet, a a a palm tree. It's known for its flexibility. And during a hurricane storm, a, a palm tree is flexible and it will bend and it will bend and it will bend. But, but when the storm is over, the palm tree straightens back up. And you know one of the interesting things I learned about a palm tree this week was was a palm tree in the middle of a storm, it'll bend and, and the wind is blowing so so violently and it will bend because it's flexible. And the interesting thing is this, it may bend for 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, but when the storm is over, it straightens back up. And, and I learned this, that the palm tree is actually stronger after the storm than it was before the storm. You, you see, you see followers of Christ, that get planted in the house of the Lord. Can I tell you what, what happens when storms come and the winds blow? Oh, yeah, we bend, we bend, but we don't break. Because what happens is we are planted in the house of the Lord. Our roots are deep in the Lord. And when storms come, we bend. But after the storm, we pop back up when you're planted in the house of the Lord. Matter of fact, I know some people personally. That 2010 was a tough year. I know people who lost loved ones in our church. I know people who had some unexpected things happen in life and family. I know some people who went through some pain and some turmoil in our church. I know them personally. I've talked with them. I've had conversations with them. And can I tell you something about those people? That I know they're planted in God's house, and they they they, they did bend. And it was a tough year. But can I tell you they're still serving the Lord? They're still honoring God. They're still living for Jesus Christ. They haven't fallen off the bandwagon. They're not out just living for the world. They're still living for Jesus Christ because they were planted in the house of the Lord. And they did bend, but they didn't break. But but I also know some people throughout the years of pastoring this church who they never got planted. They, they, They sat on top of the soil. They just sat in church. And can I tell you what happens to a seed if it just sits on top of the soil? You know what happens when the wind blows. That seed gets blown all over the place. That seed is just secure when it gets, when it gets planted. And, and I, I, know, I know people personally that, that, that never got planted in the house of the Lord and trials came, tribulations came, trouble came, adversity came, and now they're no longer in the house of God. They're, they're back in the world. They're, they're not committed to Christ. Their life in some cases are, are, are in shambles. They, they never got planted in the house of the Lord. And I want you to know, I want you to know there's a difference from just coming to church and sit in a chair. And there's a difference between that and getting planted in the house of the Lord. And the Bible says those who are planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish like a palm tree. They will bend and not break. They'll take a licking and keep on ticking. I'm preaching today, amen. James says it best in James chapter one and verse number one chapter 1 verse number 2 through 4 listen to what James says he says consider it pure joy my brothers whenever you face trials of many kinds I have to be honest I haven't quite yet mastered this pure joy part (laughs) pray for me all right but he says consider it pure joy be excited when you face trials of many kinds why why? Because when you're planted in God's house, verse three, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance and perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in. Anything The Bible says when we go through trouble and trials and testing and pain and heartache, and when we're planted in God's house, it develops this perseverance inside of us. And what it does to us when we go through trials and tribulation is it makes us more mature. It makes us complete. It makes us not lacking anything. It's like the song we sing from time to time by Marvin Sapp. It's titled, I Never Would Have Made It. And when I've been through hell, I've been through trouble, I've been through High waters. I've been through difficulty. I've been through adversity. I've been through pain. I've been stepped on laughed at ridiculed. Listen, but I bend, but I didn't break. Marvin says, I'm stronger, I'm wiser, I'm better because I'm planted in the house of the Lord. And I did bend, yeah. but I didn't break. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish like a palm tree. Point number two is this: there's a second benefit to being planted in God's house. Number two is people who are planted grow. They grow. Psalms chapter 92 and verse 12 says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow, grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Now, Now, the Lebanon cedar tree can grow up to 130 feet tall. It takes 40 to 70 years for it to grow 40 to 60 feet tall. So we realize that it takes over 100 years for a cedar Lebanon tree to grow to 130 feet tall. Here's what I want you to catch. For years, this tree just grows and grows and grows for years. And and one of the qualities of a planted follower of Christ is that they grow and they grow and they grow grow. That they, they just continue to grow. And, and here's what I want you to understand, because we all know people like this. Some people, uh, or should I should say, a lot of people who just sit in a chair, just attend church, and they never get planted, a lot of them just don't grow. I mean, all of us in this place, I would venture to say that you know somebody who, on a regular, consistent basis, attend a church, but you don't ever see any growth in their life. Some of you got some people you're thinking of right now. Maybe it's a neighbor or maybe it's a, a co-worker or a student at school. Maybe it's somebody you see at your kid's ball game. Maybe it's somebody you see in the barber shop or the beauty shop. And, and every time you talk to them, they're dealing with the same old issues, same old problems, same old mess, same old sin. They're dealing with the same sin and stuff, that they were dealing back with 2002. They're still dealing with it. But they're always talking about the Lord. Oh, I go to church, honey. I go to church every Sunday and nothing's ever changed. You don't ever see any growth. Some talk to this. Oh, I go to church, honey. I go to church. Drunk as a skunk, but I go to the house of the Lord. And you know what, man? That's cool, man. I think we ought to come to church just like we are. Man, you're here and you're not a follower of Christ. You just got back in church, man. I'm excited you're here. Come just like you are. But I'm saying as a follower of Christ, if you're planted in the house of the Lord, there ought to be some growth. There ought to be some change. The Bible says when we're planted in the house of the Lord that we grow like the cedar of Lebanon. There ought to be a change in your life you ought to continue to grow when you're planted in God's house some of you know what I'm talking about because you gave your heart to God last year or two years ago or ten years ago or twenty years ago or sixty years ago and and when people see you now they, they say things to you like this he's not the same person that I used to know she doesn't talk the same he doesn't have the same attitude she didn't cuss me out this time He's, he's actually not mean. She's got different friends. He's still not addicted. She thinks differently than she used to think. They're, 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 I, I mean, they, they look at you and they go, something is different about you. When I see you, you're different. And Yeah, 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 because I'm planted in the house of the Lord and I'm growing like the cedar of Lebanon. Don't get used to where I am because when you see me next year at Thanksgiving dinner, I'll be different again. It's an attribute. It's a quality of being Planted. There's a difference between just going to church and getting planted in the house of the Lord. Number three is this. I want you to see a third benefit, and that is people who are planted produce fruit. They produce fruit. Psalms 92 and verse 14 says, they will still bear fruit in old age. I like the old age part because it lets us know that people who are planted in the house of the Lord all of their life, they're fruitful. People who are planted don't just attend church, but they are fruitful. Their life is making a difference for the kingdom of God. They understand that God has called them to be a fruitful follower of Christ and not a, just a faithful church attender. Let me hear that. Let me, let, let, I want you to hear that again. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, God has called us to be a fruitful follower of Christ, not just a faithful attender to church. Jesus said it like this in John chapter 15 and verse 8. This is to my Father's glory. You want to bring glory to my Father? You want to honor my Father? You want to please my Father? He says that you bear much Fruit. As a follower of Christ, our calling is to bear much fruit, not a little bit of fruit, but much fruit. He goes on to say, showing yourselves to be my disciples. The way that you show you're a disciple, the way that you prove you're a disciple, the way that you prove you're a true committed planet follower of Christ is that you bear much fruit. Now, don't misunderstand me. You you need to understand this clearly. We don't work to get saved, but we should work because we are saved. We are called to bear fruit, and people who are planted in the house of the Lord, they are fruitful all the days of their life for the kingdom of God. There's a fourth thing that I want you to see, a fourth benefit about being planted in God's house. Number four is people who are planted stay fresh. Stay fresh. Fresh. Notice this in Psalms 92 and verse 14. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. People who are planted in God's house stay fresh and green. In other words, they stay on fire for God. In in my opinion, there's nothing worse than a dried up, stale, rusty, no zeal, lukewarm Christian. None worse. Meanest people you'll ever meet. Hateful, mean. I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't like the color of the coffee. I don't like the preacher. I don't like the song. I don't like it. All. I don't want a donut to stale. Coffee is not hot. I don't like but I love Jesus. Really? My gosh. You are stale. You are rusty. You are dried up. Friends, can I tell you, God has called us to keep our zeal to keep our joy, to keep our excitement for Christ. Listen, we are called to stay on fire for God all the days of our lives. I like how John Wesley says it. He said, catch on fire with enthusiasm and people will come for, for miles away to watch you burn. I like that. But you say, Herbert, how do I catch on fire? How do I stay on fire for God? Get planted in the house of the Lord. You see, the Bible says those who are planted in God's house, they stay fresh, they stay stay green, they keep their zeal, they keep their joy, they stay on fire for God. They don't get this little rusty, apathetic, lukewarm attitude because they're planted in God's house. And they are growing and they're fruitful and they're fresh and making a difference for Jesus Christ. There's a fifth thing that I want you to see today, uh, another insight about being planted in God's house. Number five is this, people who are planted love what Jesus loves. I really want you to understand that Jesus loves the church. So when you and I are planted and we, are, we, we and love the church of Jesus Christ, we love what Jesus loves. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Jesus loves the church. A matter of fact, he loves the church so much, the Bible says he gave himself up for her. He died. He gave his life. He shed his blood for the church. Jesus loves the church. I want you to see another scripture here. Jesus loved the church so much that he is passionate about the church. Notice this in Matthew 21, verse 12 through 13. Jesus entered the temple area and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of money changers and the benches of those selling doves. You see, some of you got a wrong image of Jesus. So passive, mild. No, 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 no. Jesus would mess some of y'all up if he came to church today, huh? Come here, messing your stuff up, throwing stuff over. He whipped out a whip. Get out this, act right. Jesus is passionate about the house of God. Matter of fact, in verse 13, he went on to say this. It is written, after he went and turned over tables and he was upset at at, at them them not honoring the house of God. He says, it is written. He said to them, my house, I take this personally because I love the church. I'm giving my life for the church. My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. Jesus loves the church so much he is passionate about the church and you and I need to be planted and passionate about the church of Jesus Christ. I want you to to see another thing, one more scripture. Jesus loves the church so much that he is focused on building the church. The Bible says in Matthew 16 and verse 18, and I also say to you that you are Peter, Jesus says, and on this rock, I will build my church. You want to know what I'm about? You want to know what I'm trying to accomplish in the earth today? I will build my church and the gates of Hades or hell shall not prevail against it. Listen, Jesus loves the church. He's passionate about the church. He is building the church. And I believe this. I think it's almost impossible to say that you love God and hate his church because Jesus loves the church with all of her imperfections her shortcomings he he loves the church i i, I want to switch gears with you now i've given you some inspiration now i want to turn and give you some application i want to talk to you about four keys to being planted herbert how do i get planted I want to flourish. I I want to grow. I want to be fruitful. I want to love the thing that Jesus loves. I want to stay fresh. How do I do it? Four keys to being planted. Number one is this. Be committed to church. Be committed to attend church. Can I tell you, I I love the beginning of a new year. And I realize some of you are here and and you haven't regularly attended church, maybe in years, maybe never. And I love the beginning of a new year because a lot of people are making decisions about Jesus and church and some of you are here man, and I'm, I'm so glad you're here You said man, you know what At the beginning of this year? I'm going to church and you, you said, you know I'm going and maybe you've been coming for two weeks or three weeks and maybe this is your first week It's January the first of a new year and you, you made a decision. I'm coming to church Can I tell you what a great decision you made? Can, can I tell you there's nothing better for your life than to get planted in God's house where you can grow and you know I want you to I want you to flourish I want you to stay fresh and, and, and I, I want you to be green I want you to be on fire for God I want you to I want you to be fruitful to bear much fruit for Christ and your life to matter for God's kingdom and, and you're getting planted in the house of the Lord and can I tell you there's nothing better for your marriage for your kids and for your grandkids than to build their life around Jesus Christ and the house of God to get your family planted in the local church where you worship, where you gather together with other believers, where you, where, 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 where you hear the teaching of God's Word. There's nothing better for your kids, for, for your grandkids. Matter of fact, my, my family, we, we went to Nebraska during, during Christmas time to see Tiffany's family and my 7-year-old my son. You have to just imagine a 7-year-old saying this. My seven year old son told, told Tiffany, her parents are, are pastors there in, in, in Nebraska, and he, he told her, Now, Mom, I know we're, we're gone from, from home. He said, But now, mama, we got to go to church here in Nebraska. He said, he said now, now, mama, I don't like missing church. I thought, Wow, a seven year old, mama, I don't like missing church. I thought, We're doing something right? <laughs> yeah, because how I many you know sometimes pastors' kids can be hellions? How I many you know, yeah, uh huh, <laughs> uh huh, yeah. But I said, we're doing something right. This boy understands the importance of the house of God, that this is vital to our life. Listen, I don't want the foundation of my kids to be t-ball and track. I mean, they play sports. I just went to my son's basketball game yesterday. But that's not going to be the foundation of it. The foundation of your life, son, is Jesus Christ, is the house of God. Build your life around it, and you'll flourish. Your marriage will flourish. Your kids will flourish. Your kids' kids will flourish. Get planted. In the house of there's nothing like the house of God. There, 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 there's a second key to being planted in the, in the house of God. Number two is this. Be committed to daily prayer and Bible reading. Daily prayer and Bible reading. It's important for me that I instill this into your heart. Please hear me, church. It is your responsibility to grow spiritually. That, that, that falls on your shoulders. They thought we were here to partner with you, but it's up to you to grow spiritually. And oftentimes, as followers of Christ, we want to push that responsibility on somebody else. Pastor, help me grow. Pastor, make me grow. Pastor, take me deeper. Pastor, help me learn the Bible. Listen, 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 listen. If the only time you open your Bible up is on Sundays when I teach, you're missing out on growing spiritually. You're thinking that it's my responsibility to take you deeper in the things of the Lord. And that's your responsibility. It's your, thank God we all got a Bible. Praise the Lord. I mean, you got to read it. You got to open it up. You got to pray for yourself and read the Bible for yourself and grow spiritually. Listen, listen, I, I took a year of Greek when I went to Bible college and I still don't understand Greek. Amen. I did. I don't. But I know I got a concordance. It tells me all I need to know. I, I don't know a lick of Hebrew. Got a Bible degree and don't know Hebrew at all. But you know how I learned what the word flourish means? Because I, I got a concordance that tells me, because I dug in the Bible for myself, got a concordance and looked it up myself. Listen, I don't have this secret sauce relationship, spicy thing going on with Jesus. Me and Je- I'm the pastor. Woo, me, I don't have that going on. I read the Bible like you have to read it. I gotta pray like you got to pray. I don't have some Bible scholar from Israel, some Dr. Zuba Zuba coming to my house every week <laughs> teaching me the Bible. No, I open I it's my responsibility to grow spiritually. So I open up the Bible and I read it myself and I pray for myself and I study for myself. And you have to do that for yourself. Matter of fact, I believe this so much I want to help you. I have prepared a tool for you. It's called the I Quit going to church, or just going to church. This year, I'm going to read the Bible and pray and seek God for myself. I encourage you to pick up one of these in the lobby at one of the welcome centers. On here, there's a website that you can go to, and there's lots of Bible reading plans. You pick out the one that fits you and make a commitment to start reading your Bible on a consistent basis because it's your responsibility to grow yourself spiritually. We're here to partner with you, but we can't do all the work for you. That falls upon you. Number three is this, the the third key to being planted. Number three is be committed to serving in a ministry. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 20, verse 26 through 28. He says, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus said, hey, 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 even I, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, I did not come to be served. I came to serve. And friends, can I tell you, if you and I want to be like Jesus, we have to get out the mentality that says, I come to be served, instead of I come to serve, and to make a difference. Now, now, granted, if you're new to the Lord, you just gave your heart to Christ, I understand there's a season that you need to sit and just hear the Bible and grow spiritually before you get plugged in. You need to do that. You need to do that for about 60 days, amen, then get plugged in, praise the Lord. Yeah, about 60 days. That's long enough. And I like what, like, like what Exodus is. Get your boots strapped up. I can't quite say it like he didn't. Come on, get it, get get it, get with it. Come on. Come on. Get with it. Let's go. Lives need to be changed. People are hurting. People don't know Jesus. And yet, people come to church for 20 and 30 years and they come with this mentality serve me. No, 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 no. Something is out of whack when we've been a part of church for years and we still come with the mentality of I come to be served instead of I come to serve. And I'm telling you, if you want to go to the next level in your relationship with Christ, you got to get planted. you got to change your mentality of I come to be served, I come to serve, and to make a difference. God has called me to bear much fruit for his kingdom. No, number four is this. There's a, a fourth key to being planted. Number four is this. Be committed to a community group. For some of you, your starting point would be Wednesday night connections. Can I tell you, we need each other. We need each other and you have to get out the mentality i'm just going to come to church i'm just going to sit down on top of the soul, on top of the chair but this year pastor i'm going to get planted in the house of the lord you see people who don't get planted they just sit in rows but people who get planted in the house of the lord they have learned to sit in circles where you can be held accountable pray for one another read the scripture together study the word of god together Grow, care for each other's needs. Can I tell you, in a setting like this, 1,000, 1,500 folks or so in one experience at a, at, a, at a 1130 service, can I tell you, there's no way that we could pray for everybody's needs, not in an adequate amount of time today. It would take us past midnight, maybe longer, because some of you are long-winded, amen. Uh, your prayer request would take two hours just to tell us, because you've got to give us the, the history, amen. Back in 1977, and that's praise God. But we can't do that here. But in a small group, you can do that. You can share your needs. You can share what's going on. People can pray for you. I mean, they can pray for you for hours until they kick you out their house, but they can do that for you. That's what it's about. Sitting in circles and not just rows. We need each other. I believe people grow best spiritually by sitting in circles and not just sitting in rows looking at the back of each other's heads. And people who get planted learn to sit in circles with other believers So they can grow spiritually Psalms 92 and verse 12 through 14 says the righteous will flourish like a palm tree they will grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord they will flourish in the courts of our God they will still bear fruit in old age they will stay fresh and green every week when I teach I teach for life change. I teach so that you can apply it to your life and begin to obey the word of God. And what I've done is in the back of your seat pockets, our team has prepared two cards. This first card is an I quit ministry sign-up card. And I want some of you to say, Pastor, this year I'm going to get planted. I know life's busy. It's busy for all of us, but I'm going to get planted. I want to love the house of God. I want to invest in the house of God. I want to build God's house. I want you to take this card out of the back of your seat pocket and just fill it out completely today. On the back of the card, you can check a box on what ministry you want to get involved in. I think even what time you want to serve. I want many of you to grab that and get get plugged in this year. If you ask me, Pastor, where, where would you like me to serve? I have a real heart and passion for kids and youth ministry. It's one of our passions. We invest heavily in it. We resource it heavily. And I would like to see scores of you get plugged into kids and youth ministry today. Listen, I want our sharpest people, our sharpest people in this place to say, Pastor, I want to invest in the next generation. Can I tell you, I wouldn't be where I am today. I, I just kind of sat in church as a kid, but something began to happen. A seed at least was planted in my heart. At 17, I gave my life to Christ. And somebody cared, and they opened their home up, and I sat in the Henry Blackaby Bible study, I began to grow, I began to develop, because somebody cared about a teenager. I'm where I am today. Thank you, Jimmy Reynolds, if you're watching today. Thank you for caring about a teenager. in we woke Oklahoma. And many of you, you need to step up. Maybe for some of you, you say, Pastor, that's not really my thing. Man, you can get involved in first impressions ministry, creative arts, worship team ministry. There's lots of many behind the scenes. There are people who help in the office. There are people that help clean the entire building, mow the grass. and There's all kinds of places that you can come and get connected and help build the local church for the cause of Christ. There's another card in your seat pocket. It's a membership card. And many of you may say, Pastor, I want to become a member. And there are five things that you have to be committed to to be a member here. Listen, unapologetically, I say we're a high-commitment church. we got a lot to get done. There's a lot of people who need Christ. There's a lot of people who need to grow in their relationship with Christ. There's a lot of marriages that need to be put back together. There's a lot of kids that need to be reached. There's a lot of people that need to be set free from addictions. So unapologetically, I ask our members to be committed, to be committed, to be committed. And if you want to take that step of faith and be committed to this church, to get planted in the house of the Lord, would you take that membership card and fill it out completely? And at the end of the experience, those of you filling out one of those cards, the ushers will be at the doors. Just take that card and drop it in the offering bucket, and we're going to get you planted to making a difference and bearing much fruit for the cause of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, today there are many people that the Holy Spirit is dealing with, and they are making a decision today. I quit going to church, and I'm going to get planted.